It's episode two of season two of Proc Gems, and we're going to talk about Halo 1. Halo! <laughs> Hi. <laughs> we have a third with us today. Ben, what's up, dude? Hi, everybody. This is the person that's always been here in spirit, but not actually in person. Yeah. Because we talk about you about every other sentence. Tis I. It's the I, Ben. I've arrived. The Ben. He's here. <laughs> He's with us. Yeah. So um, excited. And so we played through we played through a lot of Halo in the last month. We're in the middle of ODST right now mm-hmm. to give a window into the. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, we're past the middle, I'd say. Yeah, no, we're three quarters of the way, if not. Yeah. A little bit more. It's like two missions left, I think, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, just to give you guys a little BTS look at what's going on. Um, but yeah, behind the scenes. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. sorry, okay. dude. What the? <laughs> Bigger than shit. <laughs> it's a big. That's a big view. Anyway, go ahead. Me. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're gonna talk about Halo One, and I don't know where to start with it. Like we, so I played. I guess we can start from the. I'll from be the, the moderator. The very okay. All right. So tell me, Caleb, <laughs> <laughs> your first experience. I remember watching Halo being developed as. Uh, Bungie was creating top-down strategy games, and they released. I said, "What's his name? Stratham, Strat the the writer." Uh, Staten. Staten was giving a talk at uh, with with Steve Jobs at a Mac conference. Yeah. About this big open world game with aliens and space marines and monster like like not monsters but like creatures like the blind wolf. We saw this at. Um, outpost the the raptor with like no eyes. Um, yeah. It was called the blind wolf that Marcus Leto created. Was I don't originally think, supposed to be a creature. That I think I saw it after that. Okay. The Mac the Mac World show was I don't think had that. It was basically just a team of uh, colonial marines or <laughs> navy uh, you know UNSC yeah, guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, colonial marines is aliens. Speaking of which, sorry, quick aside. Me and Mom are going to watch Aliens someday soon. Okay. Because it's so relevant to everything Halo and all things sci-fi. Anyway. Yeah, so much. it was a Macworld show. Jason Jones it, was on that stage too, right? It's possible. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was just, it, it was all, it was everything Halo. With the, it even had wildlife and stuff like that. Um, it was originally supposed to be a Mac exclusive. Yeah. It was gonna, It was yeah. at a keynote mm-hmm. like they do now. But yeah. they were announcing Yeah, it was called their... Macworld. It was kind of crazy. I think it was called Macworld. Anyway. Um, so I remember that and I worked at CompUSA when they were showing that off. Woof. Yeah. So... Um, and then Halo One kind of came and went with the launch of the Xbox, and it was it was a cool game, and it was a big system seller, and and but I remember being a pretty hardcore PC gamer that it wasn't that big a deal to me. Sure, it was pretty neat, and I've said this before. I think even while we were playing, I said that one of the reviews I remember it was probably out of an IGN. They said they were so fascinated with the world that they they could be happy just walking around banging two rocks together. <laughs> yeah, you said that when we were playing. Well, there's the the big reveal in the beginning of Halo 1 is it starts like a sci-fi shooter. Yeah, corridor a corridor shooter, shooter, yeah. There's not much going on. You're inside a ship and you're like, cool. And then the second mission starts with you in the back of a landing craft, the escape pod. We're coming in too fast. Damn, airbrake failure. They blew too early. I'm losing her. 
and you step out into this big open world open yeah. world and like very deliberately it's like oh shit it's really pretty yeah we've had open worlds before with doom quake unreal but this felt it, the, the, the interesting about it is that it felt earth-like but as soon as you looked up and you saw it was a ring it was a ring world yeah uh, and it was distinctly alien yeah it's pretty neat so we that game came it out was fascinating two, but yeah so that game came out in 2001 and I was almost 10. It came out in November. And Ben was working at Game Crazy when it actually came out, right? Or were you I'm still not sure about Halo 1, no. No, not for Halo 1. I was, I was at Game Crazy for Halo 2 and 3. How did we get Halo 1 early? I don't think we did. Or we didn't? No. Oh, no we got I Halo lied. 2 early. Oh, oh, no, I lied. Okay. Yeah. So Halo, regardless, the first time I experienced Halo was you bringing it over in early November after its release. Um, and I remember sitting with my three brothers... Uh, Jordan was one. Woof. <laughs> yeah, and he's playing with us now. It's so crazy. Yeah. Like, Halo's as old, almost as old as he is. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember playing through that and like, boy, we were watching you in the beginning, but when you got to Truth and Reconciliation and it was like nighttime and you were picking up like Cloak mm-hmm. and Visibility mm-hmm. to like take out guys quietly, I was just like, uh, Yep. Uh, and my mom this, bought me... There's an homage to that scene in Reach. Is it really? Isn't there? Yeah, like the second missions at night. Yeah. I yeah. didn't think about that. Yeah. So, like, I remember, like, ranting and raving about it. And I didn't own an Xbox myself until 2009. So mm-hmm. that's... Mm-hmm. <sighs> but um, I would go to friends' houses and play like crazy. But I remember Or come that, to Game Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> where we met, where we realized that... You already knew Luke, and I already knew Luke. Yeah, that's where our friend Bastard Bob joined, <laughs> brought, brought joined us the to a game tournament and was like, wait, you guys are yeah. related? Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't know him before that time. Oh, you didn't know him before anyway, that Anyway, nobody cares about this. Nobody cares about this. But uh, I, would, I ranted and raved about it so much, my mom. Oh, my goodness, you pulled out the headphones, you big dweeb. It's okay. We it's just a monitor. It's just our monitor. <laughs> um, I remember my mom bought me the Fall of Reach that... For my birthday that year. The first I didn't know your mom ever bought you a video game. She bought me the book. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she bought me a book. But yeah, not which the is <laughs> Literally, yeah. Read this so your brain doesn't rot. Yeah. Um, and it was, I'm pretty sure she did it begrudgingly. She was like, it's a book about a game. I'm like, oh, whatever. <laughs> and I read it over Sorry, Christmas Sorry, Kara. We're not busting on you. Yeah. So that's our origin. What's your origin with Halo? Because this, this, this is interesting. This is the shocker because I'm kind of uncertain. I thought yeah. I had played somewhat of all the games. And once you and I started playing Halo 1 in preparation for the Halo Outpost, I went, um, or in preparation for the season, I went, this is not at all familiar. Mm-hmm. And I think I remember scenes from two and maybe playing a little bit of three yeah but um i remember playing most of three with you and that was back when it was kind of forced yeah before you discovered assassin's creed and before you right discovered portal. i wasn't really a gamer it's it was in that like, era though it was in that era of, of mm-hmm. portal yeah success or <laughs> what? what halo 3 was what 2008 2009 i don't know we should have, have our dates have yes let's get our dates but you still had uh you're still getting a grip of the controller of the dual analog mm-hmm. control scheme basically and i said this before in our introduction it was just like here mom here's a controller and yeah. run up here and press x and get in the back of this vehicle and shoot yeah and then that... that's only one stick so mm-hmm. that's nice yeah and so that's about all Halo they did was 2007 okay so there you go anyway that was mm. my experience and then um you know continued playing along and um and then when Five came out, played the campaigns with everybody, and then the the multiplayer. The um, not the multiplayer. Um, the co-op. The what? The um. Yeah, I'll kind of. What, what are you trying to talk about? You, okay, so okay. after the summer that the, all the uh, the miniseries came out, and that's Spartan Ops and Halo Four. Spartan Ops. That was the one I really started playing with a yeah. lot. It was like Jordan. the episodic, yes. the episodic yes. part of, okay, part of Halo that. 4. Yeah. So that's when I think I finally Halo got 4? the bug. Yes. Yeah. So that's probably yeah. when I 
first, but I have to say, and we'll get around to it later, but I have to say it's mostly whoever I could con into playing with me, and then it was usually Jordan, and he would go running down the path and kill everybody, and I'd get to the top, and I'd have three kills, and it's like, Jordan, could you just next time wait for me? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sure, Dan. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So when we started playing this game, like you said, I went in with an assumption that, like, You'd played this, it'll be a refresher. And I remember saying before going to the outpost that, like, there'll be some stuff spoiled. Because when we played the first time, just before outpost, like a week before outpost, Mm -hmm. you were like, So who made the rings? What are they for? Who Mm -hmm. are they? And I was like, Oh my God. She doesn't know anything. Oh my God, you don't know any of this. So I warned you, like, some stuff will get spoiled at this uh, event. But what instead it did is it sparked, like, a. Mm A deep curiosity of like, oh, so they made these, but why? And like figuring that out. Yeah. So, so why do you know? Yes. Yeah. Why was that? Why were the halos created? Well, they who, were, who created them? The forerunners. Nice. They created the rings to eliminate the flood. Correct. Do you By, know how they were supposed to eliminate the flood? By destroying all sentient life in the known universe. That's eliminating their food source, which yes. is sending yeah. life, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. High five uh, for Bungie and Grandma for a, picking <laughs> up that and for telling the story well enough to be able to pick that up. We're, we're jumping ahead a little bit. Yep. Okay. Halo 1 didn't well, express much of, Halo 1 didn't express much of that. <laughs> no. I guess it did. No, absolutely did. Yeah, it did. Yeah. That's why that's, you didn't want the ring to blow up. That's the heel yeah. turn, yeah. So we'll go through it. Yeah. So oh, Halo 1 opens on the Pillar of Autumn. Um, the book Fall of Reach I was talking about, apparently they put that book together in six weeks. Hmm. And it came out... Just before the game did. See, I told you it's not hard to write. <laughs> <laughs> so technically, Halo is based on books. Okay. There you go. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, I guess no. Right? Well, if the book was made in six weeks before the release, the yeah. game was already... The book yeah. was made to echo the game. Yeah. But how it looked to people, the book came out and they were like, oh. And then the game came out. But whatever. Um, the Fall of Reach is all about the the foundation of the Spartan program and who Master Chief is and who Cortana is. And I won't get into all of that. The reason it's important is the opening of Halo 1 is the Pillar of Autumn fleeing from Reach. I actually as it's told Mom that we were uh, mm-hmm. waiting for you the other night. We were watching cutscenes and just catching up. Yeah. And I said, remember, Mom, how the, the uh, Hierarchs escaped. asked, mm-hmm. why didn't you destroy this ship with the rest of them? And it said it fled when we set fire to their planet. Yeah. That's Reach. Yeah, that's Reach. So we'll, we'll make full circle to that as soon as... As soon as Reach hits... As soon as this uh, game comes... I'm so excited. Yeah, Reach is so fucking good. I just can't hide it. Um, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, so you you're in the Pillar of Autumn, having just fled, and what... I'm the Lord geek with this. <laughs> so um, in the beginning of the game, Keys says he's going full... Cole Protocol. He's enacting Cole Protocol. That's a thing in the books that's, ex- that's explained as when you're going to lose a battle or there's fear that the Covenant will take a ship, they cannot take the AI and they cannot take right. navigation. Mm-hmm. So the crew purges the navigation core and normally destroys the AI, but they put it in Chief's head. Mm-hmm. So when he goes Cole Protocol, what, it, what they do is they do a random jump away from... They purge all their databases... They do a random jump away from where they were that doesn't so that way it doesn't lead the covenant back to Earth because mm-hmm. they can follow us through slip space. And then you basically abandon ship. Alright then. I'm initiating cold protocol article two for abandoning the autumn. That means you too, Cortana. While you do what? Go down with the ship? In a manner of speaking. The object we found, I'm gonna try and land the autumn on it. With all due respect, sir, this war has enough dead heroes. I appreciate your concern, Cortana, but it's not up to me. The protocol is clear. Destruction or capture of a shipboard AI is absolutely unacceptable, and that means you're leaving ship. Lock in a selection of emergency landing zones, upload them to my neural lace, and then sort yourself for a heart transfer. Aye, aye, sir. Which is where you come in, Chief. Get Cortana off this ship. Keep her safe from the enemy. If they capture her, they'll learn everything. Force deployment, weapons research, Earth. I understand. It's like what the, I don't know, uh, 
It's a military thing where you like burn what's behind right, you so right. that there's nothing left for you to scorched. Yeah, earth. scorched earth. Um, and so Ch- Keys gives you Cortana on a chip. The chief sticks in the back of his head, uh, and she says, "Be careful. There's two of us in here now." Mm-hmm. Which just happened again. Well, we'll get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. There. Um, and you fight off Covenant borders. What do you think about that? Mm-hmm. Well, how did the beginning of the game feel to you? Totally I guess to o- both of you. Over for me, it's totally overwhelming and confusing. I think that's the purpose. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's on purpose. Yeah. You? Yeah, I like when th- when games just just start. You know, I give you that quick diagnostic because yep. chief is thought out. Yeah. And then go. And uh, you're in the middle of a conflict. There's no backstory. You're just... I like that. I like mm-hmm. when movies do that. I like it when games do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, in media res, I believe. Yeah. That means in the middle of things. I'm going to sound a little elitist when it comes to Halo 1 because uh, for PC gamers, it was not that big a deal. Um, sure. No, there was the big push was that like they weren't... The big push back, I guess, from Microsoft was they didn't think a first-person shooter would work on a console with a controller. Because PC had been doing it with a keyboard and mouse. Well, we've had no, we've had shooters before that. We've had shooters before. Four two thousand one. Yeah, Goldeneye. Medal of Honor was on PlayStation One. Okay, maybe the time splitters. Maybe just the scale, or Microsoft didn't want to in- invest in it no. as a as a launch title. Yeah, that's right. They were afraid to. Yeah, there was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the title had oh, changed names and changed hands and yeah. changed platforms so many times. Yeah. First two Halo games are really marred by consequence, but. But you're right. For the first, the, it, it just it was just a shooter. It's like Doom, and it was I, you were a space marine fighting aliens. It was it was very samey, but you know it had charm. You know, you, Cortana was a fairly new, uh, um, I don't know type Idea. type of character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For and and storytelling through first person shooters has always been a little tricky. You know, before Half Life, which had scripted events and lots of dialogue. Yeah. Um, you would usually cut to a cutscene, but um, Halo, Halo is definitely one of the games that might have started what I call the radio drama yeah. method of storytelling. Story radio show, which yeah. is yeah. what Borderlands is mostly. Most of the story you get because everybody's in your ear for some reason, but um, even the villains. <laughs> yes. Um, but. Yeah, yeah. So starting off, it was just oh, this is neat. Uh, it did feel special getting to the ring because it was open. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it wasn't. I'll just I'll just be the advocate in this in this game because it really wasn't that crazy for a PC gamer. For console gamers, oh my god, <laughs> that oh, blew my mind. Yeah, it's and obviously that that resonated and stuck and echoed for decades. So yeah, that's all I had played, so I didn't have any reference or frame of reference for for that. Um, I would say, can I just jump in and say that um, if it wasn't for Cortana, I wonder, mm. you know, to, to allow for that character development, that mm-hmm. repartee between them, yep. the, I think... It'd be pretty boring without her. I think Chief would have been a sort of a, a boring monosclerate. Oh, he's extremely boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just think, I just wonder what... Most scenes, genius. most scenes, he says nothing. Yeah. 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 yeah he's just... That's that. what uh, Steve Down said mm-hmm. um, in that panel was that like... When Marty approached him, Marty O'Donnell was in charge of uh, casting voice with Joseph Staten. And Bungie started in Chicago. That's important to know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because Steve Downs was a Chicago morning radio host. Mm-hmm. And Marty listened to him on the way to work every day. Mm-hmm. And called him, or emailed him, or whatever he did at the time. And said, hey, I want you to be in this game. Uh, and when Steve asked like what the character was, he said, imagine a Clint Eastwood type who doesn't say much. But when he does talk, people get hurt. <laughs> right. So that's Chief. Like yeah. he's boring and and he's sparse. kind of wooden. He's sparse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's real. Like I need a weapon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. I mean, that, yeah, that mm-hmm. work, that'll work. But anyway, yeah. He's, um, he's, a, he's a machine. Mm-hmm. He's not. <laughs> but he is. <laughs> but he is. Yeah. Yeah. Until until that part of him breaks. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah, we'll definitely get to soon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think Cortana is a good foil for that because she's got a lot of personality that. She's so not machine. Mm-hmm. She's and sexy. She's actually she's, a machine. She's yeah. That's she's so not point. machine, and she's sexy, and she's provocative, and she's endearing, and she's everything that he isn't. Yet she is a machine, and he is supposedly yeah, yeah. mostly human. <laughs> and uh, I'm like super excited because like when three four three took over, as much as they're 
delivery on some key story points, which we'll get to, where it was a little fumbled. I think the focus on Chief being human, not mm-hmm. machine, has been really good. Yeah. Um, but I think it propelled it into the next millennium. <laughs> yeah, know? sure, sure. It would have it would have forever been uh, you know left behind without that. I think. Well, the books are always pretty intent on. And I just doing cannot. That. But that's like the wait to talk about the universe, the Halo universe. <laughs> We need to, I gave you books and you didn't ever get into That's before it. she really cared about it. That's before she cared about it, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we need to get them. I don't know where they are now. I okay. should, None of those are the first three. Uh-uh. I shared the first three with somebody and I never got them back. Well, Fall and Reach the Flood okay. and First Strike. Never never, never, never lend the book. <laughs> never just never lend never a book. Lend That's your book. advice? If you, give a, if you give somebody a book, it's you have given them a book. Yeah, no. I've, I've uh, lent several comics or graphic novels to people and been like hey do you have this and they're like no, no I bought you definitely do <laughs> I've bought two punk rock Jesus and I don't know where they are I lent one Yikes. it's gone bought another one it's gone yep so oh, I lent uh, you got that? I lent no I had it once but I gave it back <laughs> I lent Stephen King's um, in nope maybe your mom snuck into my house and threw it away <laughs> set it on fire <laughs> <laughs> I lent somebody Stephen King's um, on writing and never got it back, and I want oh. that book back because yeah. it's good. But anyway, anyway, you tell me when we can start talking about the canon of of. Well, as it pertains to this, go for it. Hey, everybody! It's Caleb, one of your hosts, and I wanted to take a quick moment to step outside of the episode so that we could talk about our sponsor. This season of Procedural Generations is sponsored by Illustrious Vision. Are you in the need of a professional graphic designer but don't want to go to an expensive agency and you don't trust your friend to execute your vision? Then hire Illustrious to create and execute your design. With over 10 years of experience, Illustrious has designed everything from flyers, logos, restaurant branding, consumer products, billboards, vehicle wraps, and more. Not only do they have a professional touch, but a creative and fun approach to their graphics. If this sounds like something you would be interested in, call 314-517-1005 to get a free quote or visit www.illustriousvisions.com today. One more time, that's 314-517-1005 to get a free quote or visit www.illustriousvisions.com today. And that's all the time I'm going to take up. Enjoy the rest of the episode and thanks so much for listening. So, moving through the game, though, you land on the ring. You... (laughs) What was that? Okay, you (laughs) land on the ring. Somebody's stomach. Yeah, you land on the ring. You get a a warthog from Foehammer, one of my favorite characters. Uh, And then you go around and gather the scattered uh, survivors. And then you go into the Covenant ship to take uh, Keys back, because he's locked up. And man, oh man, is that Truth and Reconciliation? Is such a dope mission. Mm-hmm. You're fighting all the way through these like canyons, then you get to that lift and go up into the ship, and everyone goes up and they're like, because they've never done yeah, the gravity lift. Yeah, um, and then into a room of cloaked elites with swords, yeah. and you're like, what's happening? Pretty neat scene. And just these blades swinging around and mm-hmm. people going, <laughs> um. But the next mission is the one I really want to talk about because I think this is the one that, like, once I got into playing it, was the reason I was like, hey, "This, this is something," and that's Silent Cartographer. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the opening of that mission, you're flying over the the water and mm-hmm. you land on the beach. It's a beach scene. And Fohammer's like, "Let's hit it, Marines!" Yeah. And like, you just storm this beach. And you're and annoying little nephews. You're killing all the soldiers. Yeah. <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> I don't think I ever did that. <laughs> and I can't help myself. So, you know. <laughs> this is true. Collateral damage. If anyone plays with my grandmother, be a, if Calamity Jane's on your team, she's 50% uh, ally, 50% combatant. Let her go first. <laughs> this is very true. If she goes in... That's the catch-22. If you I go know. in front, you die I faster. Die. And if you stay behind, you kill, kill everybody, everybody else. <laughs> kill everybody. Put her in a tank. She's I, in the a tank. number of times she misunderstood. No man left behind. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> 
<laughs> There's a moment in uh, in our playthrough that you'll be able to see where I look at a gun and I say, "Here, pick it up," and she walks up and goes. Whoosh! And kills me. <laughs> just punches me dead. And I was like, but... But the, was that the wrong thing to do? I was like, but the, how, does that, how does that even happen? Okay, can I, can I tell, can I tell I our PUBG gun. story? <laughs> can I tell our PUBG story right now? Oh, yes. That's <laughs> okay, absolutely fine. Okay. So As Ben hangs his head. So, <laughs> we are so playing four-man squad. And, and uh, we're playing with a couple buddies. And they want to do... I forget what you call it when you just... You're just gonna drop into the hottest hot part. drop. Hot drop. So you're gonna drop into the. I call it a yellow, yellow drop. drop. Yeah. <laughs> so so we did that, and I don't like doing that because I like to hang back and snipe and all that. We're stuff. in a military base. Yeah. So we we run into this <laughs> we run into this room. Ben gets knocked, and I run in the room and I just start punching everything that moves. And Ben is screaming, going, "Mom, <laughs> stop!" And in my mind, I'm going, "Yeah." I'm if, I just artic- I kill- if I just articulated. I was just going, stop, yeah. stop, stop, and stop. I, in my mind, I'm just saying, I'm, I will as soon as I kill all these these. There was two people me. down because I knocked one. Yes. And then a third person knocked me. Yeah. So anyway, I beat him to death. And he died. <laughs> and everybody well, ben was is like, screaming, no, she's punching no, you to stop. death. Yep. <laughs> just the, just the, the blood rage. So anyway, no one recorded that, <laughs> which I'm, for which I'm eternally thankful. Um, but I will never, ever, ever live that one down. No, you will not. No, never, never, never. How I beat my son to death. <laughs> <laughs> and so I got a little bit of an experience with that while playing. Yes. Yeah. I, I would not want you to be left out. Hey, yeah. Does it say an hour and a half? No, 23 minutes. It starts at one. I oh, I see. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I don't know why it started at zero. Um, you know. Okay. Uh... Yeah, so the but the, the big heel turn I think in this game, and I don't know if it's as much a heel turn for because we talked about how the beginning of the game and most of the game isn't super remarkable for it's pretty ex- typical PC players, but the the the, uh, the, 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 f- the big heel turns, yeah, the flood. The flood is pretty neat. You show up and there's suddenly zombies that reanimate bodies. Yeah, and it's not exactly zombies. Like it's immediately obvious that it's like an infection. Yeah, a host. Yeah. Infestation, because it's it's these little spores are are injecting themselves into your dead teammates and standing up. Yeah. So it's and pretty swelling up. And like, it's when did Half Life come out? Good question. Because hmm. oh. it's so reminiscent of that. They're very much face the, the big pumpkin heads. Well, I guess not face huggers. Head crabs. Head crabs. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which is reminiscent of aliens. Ha ha ha! See how old. Uh, science fiction is self-referential. Ninety-nine, <clears throat> which I did play a good bit of. Half-Life One, ninety-eight. Half-Life. So Half-Life was before Ooh. Halo. Okay. So that Half-Life and Halo were being made at the same time because Halo was shown off the first time in ninety-nine. Half-Life had a more linear route. Mm-hmm. Uh, Valve makes things and it's done when it's done, but it was on it was on PC and that's yeah. yeah. But and then Half-Life 2 was 2004. But headcrabs were a part of it. From the so there's a discussion into um, first-person shooters and story. Which games did it best, quickest, mm-hmm. and how it affected the Halo universe. Because Halo has a lot of story, obviously, right out the gate. But, um, yeah. Surface, surface-wise? Well, yeah, we talked about this yeah. recently, finishing Halo 3. Um, not to jump the gun entirely, but you can watch Bungie develop their ability mm-hmm. to tell yeah. their story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they found their... Halo 1 is very uh, story by exposition, mid-gameplay. Halo 2 is a mix of exposition and like good, good, good cutscenes. Because Halo 2's opening is ambitious as fuck. Mm-hmm. And then Halo 3, it's a really good synergy of telling the story while you're playing and really cinematic and well-executed cutscenes. Mm-hmm. And then but Halo... the shortest story. One of the shorter ones in the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And then Halo, ODST, and Reach are just, in my opinion, kind of first-person shooter story masterclasses. Like, ODST is... The a... way ODST is arranged is pretty neat. Yeah, it's like a noir, investigative, yeah. mm-hmm. mystery-type game, and Reach is just... Swan song. Yeah. They yep. haven't been there yet. 
Oh, it's so good. <laughs> There's literally a moment in that game that Ben and I talk about every time we bring up that game mm-hmm. because of how like jarring and sudden it is mm-hmm. and how the rest of the people around it just kind of go, all right, and go forward. Yeah. Like it's, it's so good. And yeah, we're jumping all over the place. Yeah. But So the okay. Flood show up. Okay. 343 shows up, which at Outpost you learned that he was a bad guy, which you didn't know initially. Mm-hmm. So like I, when I he shows to... up, you're like, why are we following him? And I'm like, you don't know. <laughs> he, he's he a bad guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so 343 shows up and says, hey, uh, you're supposed to be here and you're supposed to help me turn on this ring to get rid of the flood. And you're like, oh, sounds like a good a idea. Reclaimer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he calls you a reclaimer. Uh, and then... From there, the game kind of accelerates and the alliances fall apart. Yeah. Um, you side with the 343, who's the most annoying little robot in the world. It's funny how you say accelerates as soon as you get to a level called the library, which might be one of the longest levels in video game history. Next, to, next to Cloud in the live stream in Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, so the library <laughs> is very long. Um, I guess it's after the library that it accelerates, right? Because like... <laughs> Yeah. Yo, that's the end of the game. The library? <laughs> library, and then there's two missions in the mall. Right. Yeah. So the, the last third, the last act of the game is pretty quick after the library. Library yep. is kind of the establishing shot for the conflict with the flood, what the rings are made for, and who 343 is, and what your goal is, right? It kind of frames all those things, and then the last three levels are those things falling apart. Um, so... 343 wants you to turn on the ring and as... as Activate the whole system. Mm -hmm. As Calamity said, yeah, you turn on one and the shockwave from one will hit the second one and it causes this cascading effect that wipes the entire Milky Way of sentient life. Mm -hmm. And uh, he just says, it's going to kill the flood. And as soon as you go to turn it on, Cortana pops up in the key room. And that's one of my favorite scenes of... And she goes, no, no, no. (laughs) What do you think you're doing? I've been watching you run around with your... Little friend, and he's like a construct in the core. It's blasphemy or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then, and then, but then she contradicts. She contradicts him, and she's sassin, and, mm-hmm. and uh, she's so she's just. She's like, oh wow. yeah, why don't you tell him what it does? Yeah. And he's like, it destroys all sentient life. And Chief's like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> I've spent the last twelve hours cooped up in here watching you toady about helping that thing get set to slit our throats. Hold on now, he's a friend. Oh, I didn't realize. He's your pal, is he? Your chum? Do you have any idea what that bastard almost made you do? Yes. Activate Halo's defenses and destroy the Flood, which is why we brought the Index to the Control Center. You mean this? A construct in the core? That is absolutely unacceptable. Sod off! What impertinence! I shall purge you at once! You sure that's a good idea? How, how dare you? Oh. Do what? I have the index. You can just float and sputter. Enough. The flood is spreading. If we activate Halo's defenses, we can wipe them out. You have no idea how this ring works, do you? Why the Forerunners built it? Halo doesn't kill flood. It kills their food. Humans, Covenant, whatever. We're all equally edible. The only way to stop the Flood is to starve them to death. And that's exactly what Halo is designed to do. Wipe the galaxy clean of all sentient life. You don't believe me? Ask him. So yeah, the rest of the game from there is... You go and find... Well, okay. There is one, like, pretty substantial emotional moment in in the closing but like the rest of the game is trying to stop him from turning on the ring being unable to stop him from turning on the ring because he has all this infrastructure he can fly through that we can't get to mm-hmm. he, he grabs the uh, index from yeah. Cortana no no she keeps Wait. it but keeps he it. tries he goes to turn it on in ways that she can't stop um, and he so, needs a human being to insert the index right? yeah you do that yes but you go he to cannot the, do that. You go, but you go to hit the power mm-hmm. button. Mm-hmm. No, uh, the index can be put in by whoever. I think the human has to push. The, the human button. has to okay. hit the button. Yeah, which okay. is why in Halo uh, Three, mm-hmm. you see the prophet 
Yeah. Yeah, and she uh, still has it. Mm-hmm. An additional yeah. construct. Yeah, so. she still has the key okay. from Halo One. Okay. Um, but anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, spoiler alert. Uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. You go after once you find out that he's gonna turn on the ring anyway. You have to stop him, and then you find out you can't. So you have to go. Cortana comes up with this plan to blow up the Pillar of Autumn because it's still got its core. Mm-hmm. Um, and to make that go off, you have to have Captain Keys or his neural chip. And you go to get him because he's captured on a on a Covenant ship. Yeah. And when you go up into the Covenant ship, it's taken over by the Flood. And mm-hmm. he's been consumed. And you find this big pussy Yuck. ball that's like subsumed mm-hmm. Keys. Mm-hmm. And the whole time you're on your way in, he's like, don't, don't. Come, like stop coming mm-hmm. after me mm-hmm. uh, and so when you get him when you get there you plunge your fist into his head and pull out the neural chip through the all this yeah it's gross gushiness no human life signs detected the captain he's one of them we can't let the flood get off this ring you know what he'd expect what he'd want us to do it's done. I have the code. Um, Imagine that rendered with modern tech. <laughs> or if um, that if would Blur make, Studios did that one. Yeah, that cutscene make you nauseous. Right. <laughs> it was, I mean, even in the remaster, because I you can go you can hit the back button in Halo One and the Master Chief Collection and mm-hmm. go back and forth from. The original uh, fidelity to the current fidelity that they did when they remastered it, and like going back and forth, like the old ones, it's just a hole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then if you go to the new one, and you very clearly plunge through his left eye, and there's like, like really? viscera hanging out where you yanked that through the. Do you know there's actually an achievement for playing every one of the the campaigns in in both modes I, so I'm thinking yeah for switching back and switching forth switching back and them. forth yeah. Yeah, so I got like 95% at some point the I one did mission not. I didn't do it yep. yeah, yeah I don't yeah. remember which one it was yeah. I just got caught up in this probably story. the library <laughs> maybe maybe honestly <laughs> I mean, that whole mission is so survival the whole time mm-hmm. and we were playing it on heroic then yeah and there was just two of us so getting, we were getting we were our butts getting, getting trounced by waves and waves mm-hmm. and waves of flood yep um, but yeah but then you go to the pillar of autumn um, you light her engines up, and then you do an awesome canyon run on the way out of the ship in the which, Warthog. Which, which becomes is, a Halo staple. Yep, it's iconic. Yes. Uh, is it a staple, though? It's only happened in Halo 1 and Halo 3. Oh, really? It happens you in Halo 4. Forget... Or ODST. You forget the 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 um, trailer. Huh? Remember the trailer? No. I almost gave it away... Where oh. the or was it in the um, the uh, three sixty theater? Where the yeah, stop. Okay, 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 <laughs> okay. Weird. It is a staple. <laughs> oh, I guess this is gonna come out afterwards. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, then the ring experience. You see Chief ramp up over at the very end, and he's on the ring that you're watching the drones fly around. Right. But that's not. We're talking like a yeah. long extended mission. Driving is very much a part of the mm-hmm. Halo games, but. Um, the end of Halo 1 is also a resemblance of the end of Halo 3, is also the resemblance of the end of ODST. You go down a highway in ODST with your whole group fighting off stuff. Um, it's like every, every other Halo game ends with a long, extended chase slash driving sequence. So I want to interject real quick, since we're, we're pretty much at the beginning of the, the franchise. You, I resent the way they make the grunts look like little kids with little kid voices. Um, well, ironically, they're still six feet tall. Yes, and that was what I was going to say. Yeah. When you go to the outpost, they have this big diagrammatic wall that shows the relative mm-hmm. size of all the different characters. They're still and they're huge. Five and a half to six feet tall. So, Master Chief Four being the... Four and a half to five. Yeah. Oh, is that yeah. it? Yeah. Okay, yeah, they're big. Jackals are six feet. Um, That's right. And I don't, but I, you know, the cute little voices, the Yeah, I hate that about the um, game. And I never really have appreciated that, and they're just so cute and adorable, and and you said I'm, something... I'm, I also am pretty sure they breathe methane and helium, which is why the thing on their back, uh-huh. that's an air tank. In Halo 2, after Halo 1, you can hit that, and it pops off, and gas comes out. But you you said something... That sounds like something they... They've, they've retconned. They've, yes, retconned. But they, sure. they wanted you to be able to 
kill things that talk funny in a stupid voice. Like they're like uh, goblins. Mm-hmm. They're the goblins of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Limit, they're called, limited lexicon. They're grunts. They just cannon fire. Yeah. yeah. Limited vocabulary, and and squeaky. I remember when we when you and I first started doing <laughs> our playthrough, yeah. he he made the mistake of doing the uh, birthday party. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I just yeah every headshot yeah she's like boy they really made this game funny and i was like no this is sorry (laughs) sorry this is after the fact but you did say something to me one time about um them being the most abused oh yeah they're the most oppressed race in the covenant Mm -hmm. for sure Mm -hmm. or species in the covenant they're grunts they call them grunts Mm -hmm. and like they lead the charge and that they distract, the, they distract kind of the thing. gunfire mm-hmm. so that the elites can get stuff done. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then I also wanted to say real quick, while we're at the beginning, mm-hmm. the politics, the back and forth with the Covenant. Um, hmm? That's Halo 2, buddy. Okay, well, I mean, I wasn't. we weren't being really linear. But, okay, yeah, okay. This is right. the Halo 1 episode. Okay, okay. I thought we were going to do What were we going to say? I thought we were talking about all three. I thought we were going to do one, two, three. Not in one episode, guys. We gotta have multiple episodes to the show. Ew. I right? thought we were doing a compilation. We're going to do all three. Okay, then I'm not saying anything. But we're not doing all three at the same time. Okay, gotcha. It's like we've never done this before. I haven't. Mm-hmm. You haven't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, well then I'll just dial that one back. No, no, no. It's, and yeah. probably forget. Well, that's called editing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the politics of the Covenant are very interesting. And Halo 2 and 3 are very big on yeah. speaking to those politics. Um and coming from an adult uh, perspective and not a kid that's grown up with the game, mm-hmm. just looking at it with an overarching, yeah, it's yeah. fascinating to me. Um, so there's a small continuity thing that will lead, I guess, into talking about Halo 2 when we do that. Um, in the beginning of Halo 2... Okay. So in Halo 1, when you go do the 343 mission and you find the Covenant, or the Flood, mm-hmm. do you remember how you discover them? Mm-mm. You go down into that basement and you pick up that helmet because there's blood everywhere. Mm-hmm. And you take mm-hmm. out the, the video chip yeah, from that helmet yeah, and put it yeah, in yeah. and you watch. We're looking for keys. You watch keys yeah. in a squad get attacked mm-hmm. by the flood. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're I like, oh, mm-hmm. God. Sarge is in that group. Sergeant Johnson. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then you don't see him again at all. And then at the end of Halo 1, they say, we're it. We're the only ones that survived. Mm-hmm. And then in Halo 2... Sarge is there. Mm-hmm. Um, the the book Halo First Strike explains that like, how that happens because like Sarge shows up like a pelican comes out of the wreckage because it was dark. Like they he got out of that, went into orbit, and then just went dark and stayed. Okay, like he didn't even stick around to fight, um, or he did, but the he saw the the pillar of autumn getting flared up, and so he left. So when he lands, when he docks with the longbow, no. I said this last time. Broadsword. broadsword. When he docks with the broadsword that Chief's in, that big bomber, um, and he comes through the portal, Chief actually like, picks him up by his armor and holds a gun to him, and he goes, I saw you die. Yeah, like, I saw that flood thing attached to you. you? Yeah. Uh, and he's like, I'm here. I'm fine. It's me. Trust me. And then later in the books, it's revealed that he was ignored by the flood parasite because he had a terminal disease that it detected and decided he was an unfit host so it like attached and was like never mind oh this body's gonna die sooner than we and detached i did want to i did have a purpose for bringing up the the grunts yeah go for it it. the other thing was the um the parasites the the one that we saw in the ring experience oh the the infection forms the little they look so cute, and their little tentacles are waving, and they, you know, kind of bobble side to side. And then really you look at the one. Of cute. <laughs> no, really, when you're playing through, it's kind of like the grunts. They're kind of cute and kind of comical, and, and or not. And then <laughs> when you go to the Halo Outpost and you see a replica scale mm-hmm. size of one of those things, terrifying. The whole Absolutely game is absolutely terrifying. Yeah. The whole game is a little off. Not off-putting. What's the thing I'm trying to say? It skews mm-hmm. your perception because Chief is seven foot two, like he's a big dude, mm-hmm. and so like the elites that are a little bit taller than him, you're like, oh, they're seven feet. No, they're eight feet. Mm-hmm. And the grunts that are smaller than him, oh, they're like three feet. No, they're no. four and a half, five mm-hmm. feet. Chief's and just the infection huge. Form so the infection about... forms you think you can stomp on, they're the yeah. size of a yeah, border collie almost. They're they're yeah, big. They're big, but three feet across maybe. 
Diameter? I mean, not in yeah. diameter, because that's wing, That's their wingspan, right? You're yeah, talking body the, and legs yeah, yeah. is about three feet. Yeah. Um, maybe. And, and They're big. Grotesque. They're huge. And so you only start to see that scale, really, in like Halo 2 and 3, when you actually see them attach and transform still living people. Because most of the time they pick up a dead body, they mm-hmm. kind of like pop into the dead body. And in Halo 2 and 3, you actually see people wrestle with them, and they're big. Mm-hmm. And then the people turn into... Bloviating gas bags. <laughs> I, I, that see... happened in Halo Three, and I was like, "Look, look, look, look!" And you were like, "What?" And then later you yeah, saw it. And I was I like, saw... "Oh, I was trying to show you." Yeah. I'd like to see in Halo Infinite um, the ability to play as just a a soldier. Somehow, mm-hmm. I don't know how they would, how they would do it. Yeah. Probably maybe just in multiplayer. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. But or then... chapters of the campaign like ODST, you're just regular people in that. Yeah, yeah, but to put Spartans at the elevated level that they are. Like throughout Halo Three, you see you hear people like, "Oh my God, it's a Spartan!" You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd like to see the world from a human's regular human's perspective. As how big the flood are. Yeah. And then a, a Spartan walks through, and you actually have to like you're Crater like an N- NBA player just walked in the room. Yeah. But it weighs two thousand pounds, so when they walk, it's just kajunk kajunk, and the camera shakes. And yeah. I think that'd be a really neat way to give people a perspective of the Halo universe that really hasn't been seen before. Mm-hmm. For sure. Except, well, maybe missed opportunity in ODST, but there's no Spartans in ODST. No. That would have been a good time to do that. See, Halo but. Reach does it a little bit, because they're all Spartan 3s, and George mm-hmm. is a Spartan 2, mm-hmm. and he's still way bigger than the other, yeah. the other three. Um, but that's like, they're still Spartans, so you don't really think about it. You're just like, ooh, he's a big, and you're one of a big them. guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, just think with modern tech and cinematography and... And all that. It'd be really neat to see it from down below. Ben and I were watching some of the... We watched the um, the Neil Blum camp. Oh, Landfall? Film. Landfall, yeah. Uh, it's so good, guy. dude. Yeah. I recommend that to anybody who hasn't. The seen. guy that gets his arm pinned to the wall with a spiker and yeah. the doctor doesn't even try to pull it out. She just saws it off at the wall. <laughs> Pretty good. So good. Yeah. Um... It gives you an appreciation of the absolute horror of what you should be feeling when you're playing the game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that brute comes around and hits that Between guy that and the Believe ad with the diorama, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I, I feel I also want... Um, let me let me go back a little bit. Halo 1's flood scene was kind of terrifying. There was a lot of horror elements in all of the Halo series, which oh, is the pretty music changes real quick. Yeah. And it's like, why is a horror score playing... Mm-hmm. With like the sharp like things, yeah. So I would, and but the 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 pure dread you go into Halo Three, knowing that the world is coming to an end, and the whole ad campaign was that Earth's being invaded and we're losing. Yeah. And uh, this is how the world ends. Right. Yeah. The pure yeah the pure dread of it, and then the diorama scene showed just people at their absolute worst. The guy was like crying and. People up to their waist in mud and explosions. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. Oh, you guys watched those? Yeah, we watched. We would, yeah, we went on a whole spree waiting for you that one. Those night. dioramas are so good. Yeah, it's crazy. Like the soldiers go out into the woods and he's like, we waited here. Did you guys watch that Didn't one? Didn't see that one, though. No. There's one where they, they're traveling back through like a place on Earth where they were being hunted at night because they got no, separated from their group. And they go and the, the interviewer was like, do you mind if we turn off the lights? And he goes, hmm. no, I'll be fine. <laughs> and they turn off the lights and like he starts whispering and he's like it was like this and we we covered we taped all of our like zippers down so they wouldn't jingle and we could hear them barking at each other hunting us in the night and the guy's like what were you thinking and he was like just that we made it until Chief showed up <laughs> and it's like ugh <laughs> ugh um, also speaking of the flood and infinite we might have accidentally heard a thing mm-hmm. at Outpost. Yeah. I think I told you about this. So we yeah. watched uh, Marcus Leto and Nicholas Bovier Sparth talk about directing art for the Halo series. Uh, Marcus Leto did it from Halo 1 to Reach, and then Bungie departed and made Divis- uh, Destiny. And then Sparth took over. Um, he was a lead in the art department on 4 and took has taken over for 5 and Infinite. And... Um, Someone asked a question at Outpost Discovery about the flood to Marcus about like everything you designed has like very clear design elements. Like the the Covenant have structure, the humans have structure. What was it like designing the flood who seemed to have mostly no structure? Marcus's answer was very much around 
are coming around the point that like there is still structure in the flood. It's just one of like efficiency. So it's not specifically geometric. It's like these things need to have what they need to get done, what they need to get done. And while he's saying that, Sparth interjects and goes, it's the really, he just starts talking about how interesting it is recreating the flood and like <laughs> what it's like to figure out the infection forms and the, and the bloaters and the, the melee and like all of the different types. And the, while he's saying it over about like a 30 second span, the whole, the crowd was like, what? <laughs> Because, like, why are you worried about creating a flood when you haven't? Right. And as soon as he finished talking, maybe even before, uh, Kiki Wolfkill was like, don't take anything from this. Mm-hmm. Don't say this. Don't take anything from what he's saying. Right. And then he tried to back up and be like, oh, I just meant, like, you gotta... You gotta imagine if. You gotta imagine everything. You gotta <laughs> go through every permutation. And so, like... That was there's a... There's probably gonna be flood and infinite. Yeah. And that was one of those moments where <laughs> I think he just answered, like... Yeah, I'm a part of this conversation and then realize, like, oh, shit. Whoops. Yep. We haven't talked about this yet <laughs> to anybody. Uh-huh. Um, and we heard it first. <laughs> yeah. Which is, I'm interested to see how they explain the flood still existing. But that's all, uh, that's another Halo game. More than one uh, hive mind, I guess. I don't know. Or the grave mind wasn't all on high charity. Mm-hmm. And yet, we are leaping ahead. <laughs> yeah, we are. Um, so, yeah, that's Halo 1. Whoopty whoopty. Yeah. I don't know why I said whoopty whoopty. That's a weird thing. Big condescending. Big deal. <laughs> Halo yeah. one. Halo one. Next. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Um, right along. But yeah. So thanks for listening, and we'll talk about Halo two next episode, which will be in two weeks from today. And uh, yeah, clap out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Thank we keep you. watching for uh, YouTube videos that will be detailing or like showing us playing through Halo two. And leading up to the Halo 2 episode. And we'll have Ben back for that one as well. Okay. Okay. All right. Thanks, Ben. All, All right, right, everybody. Thumbs right. up. Bye-bye. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> Thumbs up. That's your Thumbs thing. Thumbs up.